Good evening, all of our How Should I Blow listeners. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, then make sure you go back to the archives and hit that subscribe button because every Tuesday we got a brand new episode that's coming out to hit you guys right in the face. We're brought to you by a few awesome places. The first one is Show Me Comics. They are the in, they are the premier independent comic book company in the entire United States, the entire world, the entire galaxy. You can find them at www.showmecomics.com. And what they do that is so awesome, they produce a 64-page full-color graphic novel called Hafu. So if you or your friends or if you got a kid or a parent that loves comic books or they love things that are awesome, go check that out. You can get your copy now for $9.99 plus shipping and handling. We're also brought to you guys by Extreme Krav Maga and Fitness. That is where I do all of my personal training sessions, my boot camps. We've got self-defense classes, CCW, MMA. Um, you might get raped while you're up here. No, I'm just joking. You're not going to get raped while you're up here. In fact, you're going to learn how to not get raped while you're up here. And guess how you also won't well, get raped? I want my money back. You won't get raped through your wallet because the prices are awesome up here, and it's definitely worth checking it out. You can find more information about them at www.xkm-stl.com. All right. So I know that we said... How should I, bro? It's not always going to be about fitness and stuff like that. So for the last several episodes, we have been talking about all kinds of stuff on this show. We've been discussing life matters. We've been discussing what it's like to have kids, what it's like to be dudes that are in their early 30s that have kids that fucking get on our nerves. We've been talking about all kinds of stuff. And uh, that doesn't mean, though, that we're not going to touch on fitness at all because this podcast is about everything. So today, I've got... Two people with me. The first one I'd like to introduce, his name is Tim DeBoer. He is an instructor up here at Krav Maga. This guy is a musician. He is an artist. He is a fighter. He is all kinds of different things. So I'd like to introduce him. Tim, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful, Sam. Thank you very much. Lovely introduction. Uh, it is a great introduction because that's all we do on the show is great introductions. Once you get past the intro, the show starts to suck asshole. <laughs> I'm getting that impression. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Before I start talking about your uh, your veganism, because that's a big thing that I want to touch on on the show. You make it sound like a disease. I want to talk about uh, your music background. What exactly is it that you play? What do you do? Are you in a band? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I've, I've been involved in music my whole life, but my serious... My, my serious time with it, I, yes, I'm, I mean, I play drums and I was in my band and we, uh, we played around St. Louis for a while, about a year, and then we made an album, just like a little six track EP that we did on our own, recorded the whole thing ourselves, marketed it ourselves, played a few shows, did some light touring around like the college towns and everything, and, and I mean, it was really just in general a good time. What's one of the biggest shows that you've ever played? That was, we played at Heartbreakers down on the landing. I don't even know if it's still there anymore. If it's there, it's probably something different. But uh, we were on just a big bill, and it was, it was, they weren't only there to see us, but it was like eight bands, and there were probably 200 people there. It was now, pretty sweet. as a drummer, do you find that you get access to groupies as easily as like the, the, the lead singer or the guitarist? I personally did not. I personally did not. I was very shy back then. Dads, you know what? Everybody on Periscope, Tim just said that drummers don't get as many groupies. I said I did not. The stereotype is a stereotype for a reason. I am just very timid by nature. Oh, well, you know what? I think that he needs a few groupies out there, so if anybody hits the hearts... Is that what Tim is short for? That they would like to let him be a groupie. (laughs) So, 
Actually, yes. In this case. <laughs> All right. So, as a drummer, then who were yes. some of your inf- your like your influences? Who were some of the people you patterned yourself after? Oh, just in general. Uh, I mean, I was always really into Breaking Benjamin for a long time. So they had this guy. His name's Chad Seliga. Yeah. He's, he's from Ohio. He, I got to meet him. He uh, just a very cool moment with him. Got to talk drums for like an hour. That was very cool. So as a person, like he was very nice to me and everything, which was nice. Um, and just in general, I like a lot of funk. So mm-hmm. there was this guy, Stanton Moore. He's a drummer in a band called Galactic. But he also does a lot of, like, session work, like New Orleans funk and, like, jazz and group yeah. style stuff. So I've really been into that. And then I got on a huge, like, blues kick right before I quit playing seriously. So that was, like, the oh, see, last thing that I, like, studied for a while. That's interesting because I hang out with a lot of people that all come from, like, rock and heavy metal backgrounds. So when you talk about drumming, like, my friend Chris, who's probably watching on here as Thor Hammer, the, the answers I always get are like, oh, dude, John Bonham or Neil Peart. Oh, dude, those so guys are awesome. I just, and like, I appreciate them. I just, I I was not into their music growing up. So yeah. I guess I appreciate their skill and I fully acknowledge their But still, it's, it's interesting to but hear. For me, but for me personally, yeah. yeah. I respect them. I just also like other guys. Oh, it's just neat to hear somebody, though, <laughs> say uh, jazz or, you know, other music besides just rock or metal. Yeah. I mean, I do like that stuff, too. It's just when, it's, when it comes to what I like to play. I like that type of stuff. Okay, and so you're also a Krav Maga instructor. Yes. That is, well, that's really awesome because that's where we're recording at today. So if you're on Periscope, oh, you're welcome. you can kind of have a look around the gym. There's some bags in there. There's all kinds of neat stuff going on in this place. Um, so Krav Maga is a martial art. It's kind of, I guess you could say it's kind of new, man. People always think of martial arts and stuff like Taekwondo and karate and shit like that come to mind or... You know, over the last, like, 10 years or so with MMA, a lot of people think of, like, jiu-jitsu. They yeah. kind of know that for martial arts. But I think a lot of people, when you say Krav Maga, might not quite know what that is. So what exactly is Krav Maga, and how is it different from other martial arts? Yeah, well, I mean, Krav Maga, is, yes, it is a martial art, but it was den- or not designed at all for sport. A lot of these other martial arts have, and have they really have become, in the modern times, associated with sports. So, like, you go to a Muay Thai gym, right? You train, like, right. the Thai kickboxing. You, a lot of people end up fighting and stuff, and you're doing it for the athleticism of it. But Krav Maga is rooted in the self-defense portion. The Emi, the guy on the wall that we were talking about earlier, yeah. the guy in that picture, he, uh, he was a wrestler and a boxer and just took his various knowledge and devise this system that could be learned quickly by all different types of people because Israel requires military service. So they needed something they could teach to everyone regardless of whether you're a man, woman, old, young, you know, beautiful right, or ugly. So, and I, I grew up doing like kiddie shit like Taekwondo. I think every kid at some point has done like a fucking Taekwondo or karate like or the, something the like that. Program. Yeah, and that's what I like. The first like 16 years like growing up I did Taekwondo and it was like it was whenever I got to be little older teenager that I'm like you know what all we've done with this shit is box with our feet and the test consists of like doing a dance and breaking a board you know and that's what eventually got me into like jujitsu Muay Thai and stuff was getting old enough to realize like what I was doing had didn't really have much application in real life so when you take a Krav Maga class like do you still have to do the dances and break boards or is it like a serious test to go up and rank yeah, well, I mean, the, the bell tests are, are pretty tough. I mean, a general class, though, we're not going to have you, like, breaking boards and, and doing a lot of forms and dances and, <clears throat> excuse me, things like that. So it's, it's just going to be very visceral, honestly. Our, yeah. Especially our beginner classes are very visceral experiences. Yeah. I remember mine specifically, just as an example. We, we bow in because we bow in at the beginning and, and end of every class. And it just, it, we just got started, and, and about 10 minutes in, I was hating everything and everyone, especially myself. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, it was cool, and obviously I ran with it, and um, I'm here now, but, but yeah, our level one classes are very, 
very intense, visceral experiences, especially for newer people. All right, so a uh, little information that you dropped on me whenever I first brought all my training in here is that you, uh, the diet that you follow, you are a vegan, yes. and you lost, ah, you, lost, is- <laughs> you lost a significant amount of weight. Um, I don't know how long ago, but what, what all was going on there? I mean, with, like, the weight loss? Yeah. Well, that was, okay, so, like, when I was in my band, I guess you could say I had, like, the stereotypical, like, just bad lifestyle. I mean, I smoked, like, a pack of cigarettes a day, you know, just partying all the time, drinking, and not, like, a problem. I just, I really didn't, like, give a shit about anything, let alone my appearance and physical health. So, after my band broke up, I went through a couple peri- a couple months where I didn't, like, do anything, and then I got on, like, this health kick. I was like, you know, I'm going to quit smoking, mm-hmm. right? Birthday present to myself. So, on my birthday, I quit smoking. <clears throat> and then the next day I went out and joined a gym and I just kind of worked out regular like I knew enough to not get hurt but I didn't know enough to like do anything and uh, then about a month later I was like oh martial arts always sounded cool and all the other stuff seemed not for me yeah. the crowd just seemed like the most applicable for what I was looking for and I took my class and ran with it and, and here I am but yeah the vegan thing came much later when once I got on like the fitness part then I realized how much nutrition had to do with like training and trying to achieve certain goals and like what I was trying to do personally as well as the association between nutrition and results and other programs and just the vegan thing again just kind of happened it just because uh, something that ended up happening that as I find more and more fine-tune my diet it just as it got more specific it right. really worked for me right and I'm well, just rolling with it with what I do as a personal trainer <clears throat> I get asked a lot about like paleo diet and Adkins and it uh, vegan and, uh, and all the different uh, all the different forms of, of nutrition and stuff out there. So, uh, actually, I got somebody on Periscope. This when can we ask questions? Anytime you can go ahead and hit me up with a question on here. I just got to make sure that I'm looking up at the screen. Um, I have them tweet us. Yeah, or you can tweet us. Actually, you have them tweet me. Go to uh, on Twitter. So if you've got questions right now that you'd like to hit us up with and you definitely want us to see it, uh, go on Twitter and you can either follow us at How Should I Bro or uh, go ahead and hit up producer Tim. At Tim Hates You. At Tim Hates You. And then hashtag How Should I Bro. And hashtag How Should I Bro. Um, all right. So I knew that was going to be a big thing with you to, to talk about today because I get so many questions about what it's like to be a vegan and what exactly you can and can't eat. So I thought just to get another perspective, I brought another guest on today. And you mean to get the truth? His name is Joey Baratz, so I would like to give him the floor for a second, introduce himself, and tell us a little bit about him. Uh, well, first of all, full name, Joey Bratz Katori. Joey Bratz is just uh, what my buddies call me. Uh, but you guys are pretty much buddies, because we're all sitting around right. here, right? Oh, right? yeah, we're buddies. All right, thanks, bro. We're all buddies. right, so uh, we're all sitting around. Uh, but first thing, two things I want to say to introduce myself is, you know, I heard a lot of musician and, and, and martial artist and and I'm a vegan and I enjoy the symphony and all this stuff. <clears throat> That's not me, alright? Joey Bratz is a simple man. I'm an ex-union worker, smoke Marble Reds, and all I'm trying to do is cut out the crap with these fad diets and turn people on to the real way of living that is going to make sure that you're the best bra that you can be, all right? And that's to eat only meat. <laughs> okay, so, so it's uh, a diet only meat. Second thing to introduce myself is, I don't know what's going on here. I'm not from the St. Louis area, but the hospitality is a little bit lacking the way I see it, all right? So, <laughs> well, what, what exactly did you expect? Uh, well, I expected at least maybe... How can we feel a little more hospitable? Maybe some snacks. So, <laughs> I brought... <laughs> 
I brought some Genoa salami. <laughs> <laughs> Which you should be eating. That's some healthy, healthy shit right there for you, fucking bros. And then the other thing, if you if you cannot adhere, if you have to cheat a little bit, I brought some dairy products. So we got some provolone <laughs> cheese. So feel free, guys, to have that. And uh, I will say though, I'm not a total fucking dick. You know, I like to hang out with the bros. All right. So when we're hanging out, I want to extend an olive branch. You know, I heard that there was going to be some veganism, so I did bring some vegan treats. Oh, oh man! Oh boy! I cannot oh. wait to see what these are. Got them for you here, so please enjoy. <laughs> what is that? Some olives and carrots? It's just olives and carrots. So please go ahead. You might enjoy this. It's a vegan recipe, a special vegan recipe that uh, I heard is quite popular. Oh. With the vegan bros. If, if you're following us, if you're following much. us on Periscope, I just want you to see he made carrots and olives. And, uh, yeah, that's very. Yeah, they kind of look like very uh, welcoming. Of they you. look like thank little you. cock and balls. They look yeah. like little cock and balls. So little vegan treats. Thank you very much. Nah, just follow the recipe. Joy, uh, <laughs> uh, you got some? Is it salami? You General got some salami? Yeah, some salami and cheese. And I'm the homo. <laughs> it's good for <laughs> your uh, good for your endocrine system. Yeah, but that dude, that's a lot of fat and sodium too. Like, are you concerned with how much? How many extra calories you're getting from All that gibberish that you're spurting at me, bro, that's what you've heard in the media, okay? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's right in front of me. Like, No, I mean those facts. Die. Those aren't facts. It's, it's salami and cheese. Yeah, but you say it like fat and sodium and, and, and high protein is bad for you, bro. You don't know what what's going on, all right? I will school you as it goes on, but I don't want to steal the spotlight, so you just uh, you just right. turn to me when you need the truth. And I'll lay it on you, Rust Belt style. Well, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Oh, Jesus, uh, Mary and Joseph. When you eat something like this, would you eat the entire thing, or are you just going to have, like, two pieces of the salami and two pieces of the cheese? It depends. Usually the, the idea is your stomach is a certain size for a reason, bro. All right? So <laughs> the size that it is, it needs to be completely full so that it can start working. So this Genoa salami is smaller in my stomach, so I'll probably have maybe a... A chicken tender, you know, <laughs> what? after this, and probably also uh, uh, summer sausage. Right. So you have, like, no formal education in nutrition. You're not a dietitian, and uh, so are you just using bro science when you come up with how the calories and nutrients are stacked together? What? It's called experience, bro. All right. So <laughs> let me tell you something. I'll drop a lot of knowledge on you, but let's start with this opening statement. I've been, eat, done. I've been eating nothing but meat for the last five years, okay? I haven't taken a single shit. The way, exactly, <laughs> exactly, bro. So that's how you can tell. When you eat vegetables, fruit, grains, your body says, we got to get rid of all this waste. <laughs> that means it's inefficient. When you eat only meat, let me tell you the secret. I, am, I only take a bowel movement every six months. <laughs> first why, of all, that's I, why your face is so red. First of you all, you got a pretty big vein. You I'm might saving go time. <laughs> Imagine if you didn't have to visit the John on a daily basis. All right, bro. I'm grateful that I can visit the John on a daily no. basis. No, and your system is saying, "You've given us exactly what we need. <laughs> we nothing more, nothing less. That's why there's no waste." Okay. Now, the one thing I will say, I think it's just my abdominal muscles are weak, but every time I sit down or transition to a standing position, 
I do scream in pain. I don't know what that's all about. But I do know that I take a bowel movement every six months and it's glorious, bro. I think it's I think we could start with the cheese and salami. I think we could start there. So Tim, as somebody that's a vegan, yes. when you see the salami and the cheese over there, like is that anything that you would ever like have on a cheat day or would you ever allow yourself to have something like that? Or do you look at it and just want to throw up? No, I mean it's not you know, it's not quite to the point of looking at it and wanting to throw up. I mean my cheat days I used to do that where I'd be like, I'd be super strict for like three weeks and then just like binge on a pizza or something, just get really loaded and like eat an entire Domino's. But, uh, but no, no more. Now I just am disciplined enough and I've been doing the strict vegan since January of this year. So I haven't had anything, anything in non-vegan basically. So I've been really adhering to it. I'm a little curious with the, uh, the peanut shaped carrots and olives over there. If you were going to eat that, would you start with the olives first or the carrot? I would actually hold the olives and then nibble, <laughs> my, nibble my way from the tip to the base. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, producer Tim, yes, sir. He's, you've been, what are you on now? Like the, the 90 day or the 120 day challenge? You just started a new system. I started a uh, four week to shred from Chris Gaffin from bodybuilding.com. Would you ever consider going just all vegan and not having any meats? Uh, I don't know. I really like meat. What a biased question. Have you ever considered going all meats and not having <laughs> another vegetable? <laughs> So I've done so I've done paleo and I actually do like paleo, but I'm actually trying to uh, as much as possible. I try to get my meat from ethical sources. So like knowing like local farmers, right. so I like get like grass fed meats and right. pasture raised pigs and things every like farmer's that. a local farmer somewhere. <laughs> that's true. Your logic is just continuing to be airtight. <laughs> just so uh, basically, at the, but uh, yeah, so I do, I do enjoy meat. I'm actually trying to get away from less red meat, but I don't think it's something I'd ever like cut out completely, though. Somebody just asked, do you know who Fousey Tube is? Uh, never heard of that one. Maybe Tim has over here. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, to touch on the whole vegan thing. <laughs> uh, you said something about, like, producer Tim said something about, you know, the, the ethical treatment of animals. So do you have a certain perspective that you pr- that, that, that you like approach the whole veganism thing through is it because you're concerned about the harming of the animals and so that's why you only eat meat products or does it have to do more of just a nutrition dietary thing <clears throat> like what is what is the whole perspective that you approach it from honestly like i said it just kind of happened in my own research but in doing my own research the the cruelty free thing i guess you could say is like a bonus like sure. you know, everybody loves like cute animals and shit like sure. it's the it, that stuff is yes that's important to me but not not as much as the nutritional side of it because right. I, I really did it for the nutritional the nutritional reasons like a lot of the what they call like diseases of affluence like heart disease and all the cancers right. and shit like colon cancer that runs in my family mm-hmm. so like that's one thing that vegans statistically just because of the enzymes and stuff that are found in the red meat that promote the cancer cell growth right. just over the extended periods mm-hmm. are not in common in vegan diets so their their cancer percentages are lower so plus the heart disease and like high blood pressure like all that shit runs in my family so I did it initially for health reasons what and to back a bunch of malarks <laughs> and, and to back hey, that I'll up I'll let you finish and to back that up for all the bros that are out there listening I'm sure we got a lot of a lot of fighters and MMA people that know Tim over here and so they're listening to today's show to uh, to give you guys an example that you might relate to is UFC ex UFC heavyweight champion and current WWE <clears throat> superstar Brock Lesnar um, one of the things that I would say the main thing that that got him out of of mixed martial arts fighting besides the fact that he had absolutely no stand-up or stand-up defense, um, (laughs) was that he developed uh, something called diverticulitis. And the main cause of his form of diverticulitis had to do with the amount of red meat that he was eating. 
You know, um, there's a guy that big. He's just got you have to like eat to maintain. Exactly. But it's all what you eat. Exactly, and that stuff was attacking his colon, and it started to leave a lot of damage, and eventually had to get a piece of his colon taken out. Or as this guy said, and no ground game. Uh, his wrestling was insane, but yeah, you didn't have enough ground game, <laughs> so, not enough ground chuck. Not so enough ground beef. Yeah, to go back to about the ethical treatment of animals and the approach that they that you take <clears throat> your your diet from, Joey, I'm curious, are you concerned? About the treatment of animals, or is, does that have anything to do with why you're on the all meat diet, or is it because of how much did it affects your cardiovascular system? Like you feel it helps you in some way. Where did you get the all meat diet from? All right, a couple things that I want to address. The first is the diverticulitis. You know another cause of that, bro? What? A seed getting lodged in your intestinal wall. <laughs> meat has no seeds. <laughs> Then where does it come from? So you're automatically being healthier when you eat all meat. All right, bro? You <laughs> oh, got that's, it? That's a good way to get in. All right, the second thing is it's pretty easy to put the puzzle pieces together, all right? When I was hanging out with my bras and we were really thinking about getting on a healthy kick, we talked about toxins, we talked about pesticides, we talked about efficiency, we talked about having max nutritional value per calorie, right? So there's all these fads out there. There's organic to get rid of the pesticides, right? There's juicing to get as much nutritional value in a small amount, right? Into a small quantifiable space. You following me, bro? Yeah. yeah. All right, so all these trends out there. Meat is the key. It brings them all together because all I'm doing is eating vegetables that were processed by an animal, okay? They took it, they ate the grass, they ate the apples, they ate the berries and everything. It went through their kidneys, it went through their liver, filtering out the toxins. All right, bro? That's fad number one that I got covered with the all-meat diet. The other thing is they have taken it and transformed vegetables into the small, easy-to-package, easy-to-cook, calorie-dense piece of meat. All right? Juicing. Why would I buy a juicer when I can buy a grill and get the same effect, bro? All right? You follow me? I'm curious. Have you ever thought about liquefying meats? Like, you know, like McDonald's, they do this shit where they they actually melt the they melt the meat off of the rib bone and turn it into the pink slime stuff. And the liquid is what they use to make their chicken McNuggets. So have you ever considered taking the beef and putting it into a blender and liquefying it and drinking it? You know, I did consider this, right? However... Just like there's vegetarians and vegans, right? Vegan is pure, vegetarian, they cheat a little bit. Notice I'm not eating the cheese. I'm just eating the salami because I'm pure meat all the way, all right? No dairy. When they make that pink goo, they put several carbohydrate ingredients in there to bind it together. You can't have that. Do you understand? You're not pure. And that's why I am the original inventor of the KFC Double Down. <laughs> wait, wait, this that is profound. You. This is profound. You. So you're trying to tell us that you invented the KFC Double Down. Look, I'm not in this for profit, all right, bro? <laughs> what I'm in this for is changing people's lives. So I went on a coast-to-coast tour when I invented the Double Down to show to people. And then KFC stole my idea and molested it by putting cheese and sauce on. It's supposed to be two chicken patties making a bacon sandwich. All right, there's nothing more <laughs> pure or more healthy than that, bro. All right, so poultry's okay. So like poultry's all right. You, that, Do you see my hat? 
I did. That's why I was curious about the chicken, but the double down thing not explains it. It's a turkey. Oh, it's a turkey. It, it makes more sense now about the double down. When you first started talking, I assumed you meant just red meats on your all meat diet. No, oh, all meat. So it's everything. Poultry. And, you know, I knew that this would come up. People would get confused. <laughs> That's why, for all the bras out there that want to try this, I have an easy slogan. You know, rhymes kind of help reinforce learning. Yeah. Yeah. So, if it bleeds, it's what your body needs. <laughs> it's an easy rule uh, to I'm going to start using that. I'm going to start using that because that could also apply to, to vagina. Yeah, I was going to say. Producer Tim. Yes. Uh, the whole double down thing. Uh, I'm not saying that I smell bullshit, but I don't know. What do you think? I think. Listen. Everything I thought I knew about KFC was turned upside down the moment I found out Dale Hammond was Carl Sanders. <laughs> so, but he's not anymore. He's oh, that's true. Somebody said, ho hi. Ho hi. Ho hi. Ho hi. Which, by the way, Periscope, for those of you that are following us on Periscope, those of you listening to the podcast right now, follow us on Periscope. Handle us at Adam Raw. S, or Adam Caster STL. It's going to take me a while to break that. And you can also follow us directly from the studio on at Onyx Edge. But uh, we're not in the studio right now, so you got to go through Adam Caster STL. Anyway, we're going to stop the Periscope broadcast right now. So for those of you that were following us, I'm looking at you. You're looking at the carrot and olive little penises that Joey over here made for Tim. You guys keep following us. Make sure you download the podcast so that you can listen to the rest of what we said on Tuesday. And tweet us your questions. And tweet us your questions. We are not done with the podcast, though. That was just the end of the Periscope version. So you invented the double down. Yes. Describe to us again exactly what that is for anybody that's never been to KFC. All right, so it's two chicken patties. If you're a meat purist, you go with the grilled chicken patties. What those are, they're the bread substitute for a, a BLT. But you can't have lettuce and tomatoes, so it's just bacon, bruh. Now, uh, if you, in mainstream, they use the fried chicken patties, which, you know, just like moving from vegetarian to vegan... Takes a little bit, so no fried, so no fried foods. It's for, breading, gotcha. Right? But there are ways to get around it. So, such as you just cover it in pig skin. Okay. So, are there any other fast food restaurants that you've had your ideas stolen from, or is it just the double down? Just the double down. However, I have to go shortly, and I don't want to take away from Timmy Boy's interview because he seems like a nice guy, despite being keen on recipes like this. <laughs> I'm wearing the turkey hat because on the all-meat diet, all meats need to be equal, bruh. All right? All meats need to be equal. We need to not be tricked into thinking that, just like you would think, oh, squash gets a bad rap, right? <laughs> <laughs> turkey gets a bad rap. Chicken, always steadfast. Pork, they had the other white meat campaign. Well, it should have said one of the other white meats. You follow me, bro? Right. Turkey got the short shrift. So. Turkey got fucked. Meanwhile, pork not actually white meat. Turkey. You get that stuff. Here's a tasty tip for you. I'm sure when people transition to being vegans, they miss some of their favorite foods. So they do the soybean burger patties and and things like that, you know. So I just want to let you know in the meat world, there are substitutes too. That's where turkey comes in. It's great. You miss corn on the cob, turkey neck. <laughs> oh, Perfect meat substitute for that evil vegetable. 
Anyway, Tim DeBoer. Tim DeBoer. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. Whenever you see something like the KFC Double Down or whenever Taco Bell comes out with some brand new fucked up enchilada that you go, okay, that definitely is outside of the boundaries of what I eat as a vegan, but damn, that looks like something that would be good. Do you ever like step outside of the box every once in a while and try something like that? Or do you like not give in to the temptation no matter how crazy that it looks? To this day, I have not given in temptation only because I see those commercials for the disgusting tacos and all the other stuff and... I just realized that I wouldn't eat that shit anyway. I know. So, not, so not, that stuff really isn't as much of a big deal for me. Not to start a fight between you two, because I, I got to remind you that <laughs> Tim is a Krav Maga expert. But, Tim, when you see somebody I'm a, like... I'm an ex-union worker. <laughs> I think that speaks for itself. I bet. <laughs> That's true. Um, when you hear somebody like Joey over here talking all about the benefits of his all-meat diet and what all he's eating, do you tend to think like... What a crazy motherfucker Or you're like Hey whatever That's his life I don't really care I mean I'm pretty laid back So I tend to lean towards The I don't really care thing But I mean My knee jerk reaction Is like wow Just just wow Do you ever feel like It's your job though To set them straight And save their life Like I mean This guy is talking about How he only has a bowel movement Once every six months <laughs> He's having sharp pains When he stands up Or he sits down I mean like it could be you. I mean, that's between it, him and his proctologist. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, when is the last time you went to a proctologist? Well, 20 years ago. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> ain't no fag. <laughs> Nobody I'm an ex-union worker. Nobody, We're going to find out. No, that, that, that's why you go to the proctologist, then you're not a fag. Yeah, how old are you? Come again? How old are you? <laughs> what is this, a proctologist's office? I'm 39. You're 39. You sound like you're like 80. <laughs> he did say he was a smoker. <laughs> so you don't just go to the proctologist for like pleasure to get a finger up your ass. Like I guess maybe some people do. I think but you need full roto rooter, dude. <laughs> yeah, like if you keep months. it up, somebody it could get. I just want you to understand this. Just come. All right, I have that, I have an admission. Let's hear it. I didn't know what a proctologist was. I just know <laughs> fags use big words. What? <laughs> Oh, but that sounds extra faggy. I can't wait to get some <laughs> tweets from some of our uh, gay listeners to tell us that you're absolutely out of your mind. But aren't you aren't you concerned that at some point, and this is just me speaking as somebody from the medical field with a little bit of expertise and knowledge on anatomy and physiology, that uh, you could be doing irreparable damage to your colon and your internal organs? Like, it could get to the point that a doctor wouldn't even be able to go in with a scope. They'd have to turn you upside down and put, like, Drano in your fucking asshole to clear some of that stuff out. Does that not concern you? I'll tell you why it doesn't concern me, bro. Because how long does it take you to take a shit? Uh, probably only about three minutes, but I'm in the bathroom for 20. All right, let me tell you something, bro. Are you ready? I'm ready. When I take my once every six month shit... Takes me 13 hours. <laughs> you know what that means? You're someone that can barely, your colon can barely run a lap around the track. My colon's a marathoner. I don't think colonic endurance is trained that way. I'm <laughs> colonic no, endurance. No, there's a key word endurance. Who's got it? Me. Did you say 13.1 hours? 13 hours. That's around. A, God bless you, son. Yeah, that's some great colonic <laughs> endurance. So now all of our gay listeners that got pissed off at your proctologist comment—they're not going to uh, you up, dude. You <laughs> they're going to want to learn your secrets. 
to the colonic endurance. <laughs> have you ever thought about using that skill for something else besides just pooping? Or have they ever thought about going on the all-meat diet? Well, <laughs> well you, you were the one that brought in... The, the one aspect the, of their life, they are on the all-meat diet. You're the one that brought in the little carrots and the olives that were shaped like cock and balls. I just followed the recipe, You're the bro. one that had the very large phallic-shaped <laughs> thing on your head right now. How did That's you not find a turkey. that recipe? How'd you find the wiener carrot recipe? I used the Google. <laughs> so what'd you Google? Wiener, wiener carrots? <laughs> I Googled vegan fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that picture of carrots and cock and balls came up. Well, that wow. was about the 12th picture. <laughs> I bet. That was the 12th one he saved to his computer. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's a sign that we should wrap this show up because as soon as we start talking about vegetables with the cock and balls it has gone just a little bit too far so uh tim how can people reach you if anybody has questions or comments or they want to come see you whether it has to do with the whole vegan thing or to book you in music or to see you for krav maga how can people out there contact you uh well i mean i'm on facebook just like everyone else these days uh i do have an instagram it's tdebor1089 yes i satisfied my inner white girl and got an instagram no twitter um but yeah i do have the the IG, um, and then yeah, I also have an instructor page on Facebook, Tim Devora, XKM instructor. Uh, I post like days on t- days I'm teaching, motivational yeah. shit, stuff like that. And uh, Joey Bratz, how can people contact you? I started a, a foundation to be able to help people in their way of life. Oh, that's nice. It is the uh, newly assimilated meat eaters for Bratzkatori's life and health. So you just abbreviate LLC. that, and that's Nambla. <laughs> <laughs> so you can okay, find that. Well. Just Google that. Speaking <laughs> of colonic endurance, yeah. um, Nambla's colonic endurance. Yeah, so that's how you guys get a hold of them. Is, is that funny for some reason? It's hilarious. All right, so before I get too hungry from looking at all this meats and carrots and penises, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this <laughs> thing up. Uh, I'm Sam Richardson. You can find me on Twitter at Sam underscore the underscore trainer. Or my more popular one is the wrestling one, which is at Adam Caster STL. You can also find me on Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope, and everything else under the same thing, at Adam Raw STL. I'm Tim Pickerel. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Heytu and on Instagram at Onyx Ed Studios. That's right. So if this was not your first time listening and you love these shows and you listen to them all the time, make sure that you give us some feedback. Uh, on iTunes, you can definitely give us a rating, check a star, do something because it helps us, uh, it exposes us to more people. And you can also go to our website and leave us some feedback. That is www.howshouldibro.com. So that's it for today's episode. Hope you guys liked it. And if you didn't, uh, let us know. Tell us that we sucked. So that is it. We will catch you guys all on the next one. Eat meat. What a treat. <laughs>